Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome. This is Sustainable Travel Japan, and today we are talking about darkness and fluff as we go to Rabbit Island in Hiroshima. It's called Okunoshima. And Okunoshima has a very interesting history. But it's also very popular destination for all of its rabbits on the island. Over a thousand rabbits. So let's start with the most popular official website for the island. The gateway to Rabbit Island at Tadanomi Port. So it's just about 90 minutes drive from Hiroshima City. Um, to get to Takehara, this area, and go along the coast. You can go here by bus or train. Um, probably easiest to get here by um, car, but not necessarily. It's a train station really close to where the port is. And it has the official information for Rabbit Island. What is Rabbit Island? Uh, located in eastern Hiroshima, Rabbit Island is a small enclave occupied by hundreds of wild rabbits that roam the forest and fields, chasing tourists for food. Only a 50-minute ferry ride from the mainland, the island is a popular destination for tourists from around the world. Rabbits are usually surrounded by large families known for their high fertility rate. For these reasons, rabbits considered a symbol of safe childbirth and the blessing of many children. Rabbit Island is the home of over a thousand rabbits and place to seek good fortune for your family's fertility. No information yet about the dark history of the island, but we'll get into that in a minute. Here's the map where you can see, hi Pablo, thanks for joining. Nice to see you from Los Angeles. Uh, this is the map of the coast, and you can see it is a small island just off the coast there. And there is a train line uh, just along the coast there, so it's not far from the local train station. There's also buses that go there from Hiroshima City uh, quite regularly. Uh, it's really a great website, isn't it? It shows you the easiest way to get here. You can uh, see how popular it is for international visitors and residents to visit Rabbit Island. A lot of people know about Rabbit Island, Japan, don't realize it's actually in Hiroshima. Um, I saw on Atlas Obscura, I love that website, Atlas Obscura, um, that there is a, a small rabbit island in America, and it's in Minnesota, I believe. So maybe it's not the only rabbit island in the world. <laughs> hey, Tina, great to see you. I can't wait to watch later. Caught in an online meeting. Yeah, no problem. Catch the replay later. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, great to have you guys here. Thanks, Pablo. Thanks for the award. Appreciate that. Uh, so looking back at the official website here for the tourism part of the island, we'll get into the history part in just a minute. Uh, you can reach Tadanomi Port from Takehara, from Saijo, Kure, Mihara, Hiroshima. Uh, it's a little spelling mistake, which is really cute. It says Hiroshimiya here. <laughs> uh, Osaka or Tokyo 
uh, by Shinkansen train and then Hiroshima, Hiroshima, Osaka, Tokyo, also the international airports most people access from. And it's really handy here. Uh, it has all the ferry times. So ferry times to the island and then coming back. Uh, quite regular ferries. And this uh, is a very good Tadanomi port. Now has um, great uh, little souvenirs that you can buy. It has uh, luggage storage areas for you to use as well. Um, so it's, it's very convenient for visitors to the island. It also is the place where you can buy the rabbit food. Now, when I visited years ago, um, we took lettuce or carrots and other foods that we knew rabbits would love and fed them um, from vegetables that we brought from home. But they discovered that uh, some people were feeding the rabbits the wrong food. So it's nice that they've started at this Tadanomi port shop to give you the rabbit pellets in bags. And it asks you to please bring back the bag to the shop and uh, they reuse it or they just make sure it's disposed of properly and they'll give you a small souvenir if you bring back the bag. So that's like a nice sustainability uh, feature that I think they're doing really well at the Tadonomi port. Uh, here are some rules when you visit the island. Do not hold the rabbits in your arms or chase them. So if you look on YouTube, you can see a lot of people uh, with rabbits all over them and holding the rabbits. So they are wild rabbits and uh, should not be held. Just looked at, taking pictures of, and fed um, the rabbit food if you want to feed them. Do not feed the rabbits on the roads because there are bicycles and some cars. They don't want them to be hit. And don't leave rabbit food around. So one of the reasons the rabbits have been able to uh, live here and multiply is there are no predators. But um, they still ask that you don't leave all the food around. And we did notice there are some mice and other <laughs> rodents around. So maybe not leaving more food than the rabbits can eat is a good, good way to... Uh, to follow the rules and don't feed rabbits human food. There's some vegetables that rabbits can eat. Uh, do not take the rabbits home with you. This seems very obvious, but I guess people have tried. Do not take your own rabbits and abandon them. I guess people have tried this. Do not forget to check under your car. So there is a campsite on the island. If you're driving or cycling, uh, be careful not to hit any rabbits and quietly watch over the rabbits and refill the water pans. So this is something that I know people have worried about, uh, especially now that there's not many visitors to the island. How are the rabbits doing? I know there are some volunteers who go regularly. Uh, to check on the rabbits on the island and walk around the island and refill the water pans and uh, give them some food because they become dependent on the tourists. And uh, if there's no tourists going, although there's a lot of domestic tourists still going, um, then they just go around and make sure that they're okay. There are a couple interesting uh, museums on the island and uh, we'll talk about them 
in a moment. Let's go back to the main website here. So the model course for exploring the island is walking around. There is a shuttle if you don't want to walk from the port, but it's a very nice walk from the port to the main hotel. Uh, you can stay at the hotel. There is also a hot spring at the hotel. I had friends who stayed at the hotel. They said it was quite nice and they had some decent food uh, for dinner and breakfast. There's not restaurants and other places to eat on the island. This is the only place to eat and stay. Um, so you're kind of dependent on one place, but it's nice that they have somewhere to stay and eat. And uh, they also have a campsite uh, nearby and they try to keep the, the rabbits out of the campsite for people who stay there. Um, there. So one of the museums, as it lists here, is the Poison Gas Museum. And uh, I'll talk about that in a minute when I talk about the documentary filmmaker that I talked to and the stories that he researched for six years. Uh, you can also see here bicycles you can rent on the island. Uh, there's interesting rabbit-themed artwork around. There's different areas to walk up to where you can see beautiful views uh, from the island, walking trails. Uh, there's a beach. Uh, if you go up into the mountain, you can see some great views of the surrounding islands. There's a lighthouse, which you can't go up to, um, but taking pictures of the lighthouse is very pretty. And if you stay on the island or stay for a late ferry, you can see beautiful sunsets of the island as well. But it's not only about fluff. One of the interesting uh, things about Okunoshima is its darker history. So I think for anybody visiting the island, uh, you realize that there is a poison gas history, wartime history. And I interviewed Fritz Schumann uh, and he talked about the film that he was making, um, trying to understand more about the story from local people. So from poison gas secrets to fluffy island of cuteness, Japan's Okunoshima. So one of the top destinations for animal lovers in Japan is to visit the small island of Okunoshima in Hiroshima Prefecture, which is populated by a thousand rabbits or more. The rabbits are not native to the island, so how did they get there? Some say that the rabbits are escaped test subjects from the poison gas manufacturing on the island during the war. Others say school kids released them here after the war. I wouldn't be surprised if um, some locals release them in an effort to create a new narrative for the island after many years of secrecy and a horrible wartime legacy um, making poison gas on the island. So I talked to documentary filmmaker in the Seeking Sustainability Live series, uh, Fritz Schumann, who's from Germany, and he spent six years researching this story about the history of the poison gas making on Okunoshima and included clips from many interviews he did with locals who had experienced working as children in the poison gas factories on the island. His film was presented at the 2019 Hiroshima Film Festival. 
In his film, local activists like Reiko Okada, um, who held regular seminars with locals and visitors to the island in the Poison Gas Museum, uh, which is right there in the central area, as she shares her testimony of making poison gas-filled balloons as a child and the horror and guilt that she felt learning later that the balloons had killed people in China and the U.S. According to the Mainichi newspaper, over 5,000 people were working on the island at its peak and all locals were sworn to secrecy. In Shimon's film, um, he claims that on the train, even the shades as they passed by the island were mandated to be drawn down and Okunoshima was removed from many maps. Um, Okuda, uh, Reiko Okada, uh, says when talking about Hiroshima, the damage from the A-bomb tends to be emphasized, but we also were accomplices to the war. I want people to know that war makes regular people both victims and perpetrators of violence. And I want to continue to tell my story so that peace will continue. Reiko Okada was quoted by the Mainichi News. Her books are available in the Poison Gas Museum on the island, and they retell her experiences. Um, unfortunately, the information in the museum is mostly only in Japanese, but there is also information signboards around the island as you're walking around, um, seeing the derelict buildings, the red brick storage facilities, where the poison gas was being made and processed. So, ah, hey, nice to see you, Molly. And so that was really interesting talking to Fritz Schumann about his documentary film that he made there um, because uh, he, he felt very strongly after six years of research that he was very, he was very conflicted about the idea of creating a kind of fluffy cuteness kawaii tourism destination on an island that had such a dark, serious wartime history. And I think this is a really interesting contrast, but it's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like a lot of people who go just for the rabbits, they might learn about the wartime history, and that's not a bad thing to learn a little bit of history education by surprise as you go to just engage with the rabbits. Of course, uh, most people just go and take pictures of rabbits and have fun. Uh, we certainly did many times. I took my kids there. They love posing in front of all the rabbit themed things. They love feeding. Uh, the pellets to the rabbits, but we also walked around uh, the storage facilities and all the uh, old storehouses and learned a lot about the history of the island as well. So I've never been in the Poison Gas Museum. Uh, when I did pop my head in, everything was in Japanese. So I had the plan to research more in English before I go back in so I might understand it more. But I have heard from people that there is a little bit of English. And I was very impressed uh, with a lot of the signboards 
around uh, the sites, the old warehouses and storehouses. You can see the signboard here and they have English information there. So I thought it was it's really well done. It's not hiding the fact of the poison gas history. And it's giving you the information. You can take it or leave it. So some people probably still spend a day on the island and don't know anything about it. It's up to them, right? Um, so while you're walking around the island, let's talk about the bunnies for a little bit. So as I said, if you're at the port, you can buy the rabbit food. Let's see. These are images from the island. It's a beautiful island. I love visiting islands. Maybe that comes from uh, growing up in Hawaii. So I love looking out to sea. Uh, you have a short ferry ride from the port, about 15 minutes on a small ferry boat. And then uh, you walk along from the ferry boat along the coast here. You walk past uh, the campsite and then to the hotel. Uh, the main hotel area is kind of the central area. Near the hotel are two museums. Uh, one is the Poison Gas Museum, but the other is like a nature park museum. So in the nature park museum, you can learn a little bit more about the rabbits about uh, the nature insects you'll see on the island. And uh, when you walk around seeing the rabbits, they all look very healthy and so cute. And they are very tame. Uh, they're very used to people visiting and feeding them. So they're not shy. But like I said before, one of the rules is that you don't pick them up and you don't play with them. Um, my kids had lots of fun uh, posing in front of all the, the signs. At the main hotel facility, around the hotel facility, there is a nice uh, swimming beach, which is open during the summer season. Uh, they have showers during the summer season. Um, they also have tennis courts that you can rent. They have bicycles that you can rent if you prefer to cycle around the island. Um, in the hotel, they also have this Usanchu coffee shop, this cafe with a rabbit theme, <laughs> of course. And uh, inside the cafe, you can buy ice cream with a rabbit theme. Can you see the rabbit droppings on the ice cream? It's not droppings really, but it's a cute idea, isn't it? To put rabbit poop on your ice cream. <laughs> if you go to Miyajima Island in Hiroshima, you can also get deer poop ice cream. So this is a, a common theme you will find around uh, Japan, two places in Hiroshima so far. Um, so this is the view coming down towards the hotel. You can see the hotel behind. There's a lot of like open green space. This is um, where a lot of people would uh, do their videos where they feed all the rabbits and all the rabbits come over that you'll see a lot of on YouTube. Here, um, one of my kids is in the foreground in the shadow uh, feeding rabbits. 
And uh, that's definitely the big draw for people coming to the island. Um, there is Schumann, uh, Fritz Schumann, who I talked to, who made the documentary about the poison gas history of the island. He says there's still misinformation today. Um, he points out while he was doing his research over six years and doing lots of interviews with people who were working on the island, he found many disparities in information. So he said the official website for the island says uh, poison gas was made there. It's very clear about that. But the official website says it only made six tons there. And through his research, he found that actually 9,000 tons were made on the island. So um, they might be transparent about the fact that poison gas was made there, but maybe not as clear on the details. Uh, also, according to Schumann, 97% of foreign visitors who go to Okunoshima see the rabbits and don't know anything about the history of poison gas on the island. And I would say, although some people might be shocked that such a historical site could be rebranded to appeal to the masses, I'm not sure this is a bad thing. Uh, for many visitors, there are opportunities to both interact with the bunnies, enjoy taking walks in nature and enjoying the island views, but also learning more about the dark wartime history. Uh, for visitors to Hiroshima who go to Hiroshima Peace Park, uh, you have a lot of, uh, that's our number one destination. So a lot of people have interest in learning about what happened. And like Okada-san said, um, it wasn't just one-sided, that people also should know about the manufacturing of poison gas in Hiroshima to understand um, the other side of the wartime perspective. Um, and this island uh, appeals to visitors who maybe would never otherwise visit a historical site like Hiroshima Peace Memorial Park. And I hope visitors will take in both narratives and uh, both perspectives when they visit the island. That is what I would hope for any visitors. Uh, let's look back at the official website again. He's got uh, some more information. I had the chance to meet uh, the founder of the Tadanomi port. He was a local who went back to the area and uh, opened that port facility and does a lot for tourism for the area. And he has some great information here. Uh, he talks about all the facilities, the campsite, and the hot spring, and the beach, all the uh, information for the island. In the shop at the port, uh, he also has commemorative stamps. Stamps are a big deal uh, for a lot of travelers around Japan, especially for kids or families or groups of students who travel around. Uh, they often try to fill stamp books. So they have a commemorative stamp for Rabbit Island with the cute little bunnies at the bottom. And here on the right, you can see the paper bags with the rabbit food that they sell there. And they encourage you to bring the bags back. So don't leave trash on the island. And I thought that was a really nice uh, 
souvenir and nice service that they're providing. Um, you get a free original postcard if you return the empty bag. And uh, this is the outside of the port here, and they sell ice cream with rabbit droppings if you're interested. And they have a lot of original uh, rabbit souvenirs. It's a really nice little shop for coffee or souvenirs or snacks. And uh, they have regular ferries throughout the day. You can buy your tickets here as well. Now, one uh, fun feature that this uh, Tadanomi port offers as well is uh, they have a live feed where you can see the port right now. <laughs> so I'll show you that in a second. Uh, hey, Molly, uh, do you know if they spay and neuter some of the bunnies so they don't overpopulate? I don't know that. And I, I do wonder about that. Um, there's not a lot of information about how the bunnies are cared for. I would like to, to know more. Some people, um, because my my partner and I, we run gethiroshima.com, where it's a local Hiroshima area website. So we often have people asking about the health of the bunnies or um, who's, who's feeding them if there's a, a lack of tourists or uh, do they survive the winter? Uh, we get a lot of questions and it's really hard to find uh, straight answers. So I don't know if they spay and neuter, but I'm planning to visit uh, Okunoshima sometime this month and Takehara. So I will ask and uh, let you know if I find out any more information. So on the right side of the screen here, you can see the live view of the port. And this is also run uh, by the Gateway to Rabbit Island website. They have this live feed showing the port right now. So you can see the weather there. Uh, you can see that they are running the ferries today. I think this is a nice feature for sus uh, sustainability in terms of transparency, right? And uh, getting clear information. I don't know if they have a live feed uh, on the island, but I think that would be a nice feature um, if they also showed uh, what it looks like on the island right now. And maybe you can see some bunnies hopping by um, as you're looking at the feed. That would be fun. So let's have a look at the feed, the live feed right now. Yeah, looks like people are going down to catch the ferry. Looks like there's two small ferries waiting to go. So there are a few people, even though it's a weekday, there are a few people still going. On the weekends, uh, they do have larger ferries that take people to the island, and the larger ferries go to the other nearby islands as well. And there are people that will take their cars over, if they're, especially if they're camping overnight. But like the website said, uh, be careful when you're driving around the island. Uh, make sure you don't hit or run over any of the cute furry bunnies, right? <laughs> All right, uh, let me show you pictures of the port and one other uh, cute feature 
that we noticed when we were there and some of the other storage facilities and derelict buildings that you can see there. Let me see. Okay, so this is the port facility here. You can see he has uh, baggage storage. So some people uh, might only go to Rabbit Island uh, from the Shinkansen. They take a local train and then they arrive at Rabbit Island. So one of the uh, innovations that he started doing is he has big suitcase storage. And I thought that was a really nice service that I don't often see in other areas. And he also sells the tickets and the rabbit food there. Uh, as we were walking around the island, I don't know, this might be nostalgic for some of you, uh, but we were doing <laughs> Pokemon Go. So this was a few years ago, but I thought that was really cute how uh, when Pokemon Go was very popular, uh, you could catch Pokemon Go and take pictures of catching um, them next to the rabbits. So I don't know how they do that. But we also, when we went and the kids were a bit smaller, um, it's fun for the kids to sit at one of the tables or around different areas of the island and do some drawing. If your kids like drawing, as well as all the adults enjoying all the Instagramming and taking pictures. And then as you're walking around the island as well, you can see the facilities where they used to make or store the poison gas. So you can see some of the derelict buildings. I know this is popular around Japan. They even have a word for it. It's a haikyo, where you go and visit buildings that have been abandoned or derelict. It's an interesting feature. It's nice they haven't knocked it down. And there's some red brick facilities if you walk up the paths towards um, the viewpoints up in the mountains. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, around the island, you could easily spend an entire day there. It is it is quite eerie, um, but it's it's interesting, isn't it, that you can have this dual purpose uh, tourism destination, right? You have the wartime history that you can take in, even if you didn't know anything about it uh, when you go and visit. So a lot of people just walk around looking for rabbits. And then other people would enjoy feeding the rabbits, um, but also take in some of the, the views of history and learn a little bit about what happened there during the war. So a few more photos here. You can see the information boards, quite good, uh, with Japanese and English. So when we're talking about historical sites, it's wonderful to see this kind of transparency where you have information and multilingual information as well. It's an unusual combination of features, definitely. 
I agree. And I think for someone like Fritz Schumann, who's from Germany, Germany has been uh, pressured by the world to own its past, its wartime past history, and uh, try to make amends and be transparent. And so for him as a German doing a documentary on the poison gas history of Okunoshima, it's a really interesting uh, contrast. And uh, yeah, he has some very important views about owning the history of past war activities. Uh, here you can see one of the storage facilities and a rabbit in front. So the rabbits are everywhere, uh, no matter what paths you're on up in the mountain or down along the coast, you will see the rabbits all over the place. Uh, let me share with you, so I shared the official uh, live view of the island. It's a bit rainy today, so that might be a reason there's not as many visitors as usual. Um, but even in the rain, I think it's really a beautiful place to visit and uh, you can see some interesting views. Here's my Flickr album. Let's see all my photos. So in the, the shop, you can see uh, in the port shop, they have uh, carrots and bamboo and tofu as well that they're selling. And I thought that was really interesting, like selling regional local vegetables and other items. And then lots of rabbit themed goods. So cookies, locally made cookies and cakes, uh, usually with a rabbit theme. He has a lot of original goods that he's making, postcards and um, cookies and mugs and ice cream and lots of things like that. Um, this is the port as you walk up and buy your ticket and then go down to the ferry there. Uh, views of the island as you're going over on the ferry. <laughs> it's a national park. And as you're walking around, you see loads of little tunnels. So rabbits are very keen and very good diggers. So they often, especially when we went, it was summer, so it was hot. So you can see them enjoying lying in the cool, uh, shallow little ditches that they dig. Here's views as you're walking along from the port, views of the other nearby islands, uh, the lighthouse, feeding the rabbits. So this was before they started selling the rabbit food at the souvenir shop and we're feeding some cabbage, which the rabbits seem to like. The favorite food um, we found when we were there, the favorite food was the, the figs, which was interesting. Um, here you can see this is one of the art things on the island. Now, uh, if you put your ears under the big rabbit ears, then you're supposed to be able to hear the ocean and sounds, sounds from the surrounding area better. 
it's um, cute. I don't know how effective it was. Apparently, the rabbit island in the States is in Minnesota. Uh, has anybody ever been there? It's interesting to hear about that. <laughs> There's also uh, some origami cranes of peace on the island and a small shrine uh, temple that we saw. And the rabbits under the peace cranes was really cute to see. I don't know if that makes it easier to see or harder to see. I wish I could zoom in on that a little bit more. So this is at the shrine. So you can see the Todi gate to the sea there. And of course, lots of rabbits everywhere. The beach. We um, went one year in summer and swam at the beach. And here's the lighthouse. And the ferry, view of the ferry. So that's the bigger car ferry that goes over to the island. But it's quite a beautiful place and uh, definitely worth coming to Okunoshima and visiting Rabbit Island if you're in the Hiroshima area. And uh, I think a lot of people do. It's one of the top places people want to visit when they come to Japan. So we have a lot of animal lovers. Uh, domestic travelers as well as international travelers so yeah I think it's an interesting combination of Hiroshima's history as well as uh, interesting place to see rabbits as you're walking around uh, if you're coming as a vegan or vegetarian uh, you might want to bring some rice balls or your own food uh, but there is a little bit noodles um, basic food that you can buy from the hotel's cafe you can see views of the lighthouse there and walking around the island there's some great paths uh, you can see some good views and like I said the rabbits are very tame so uh, they're not afraid of people they're very used to people feeding them but as they said on the website please don't pick them up and uh, <laughs> don't take them home <laughs> I can't believe people are trying to do that anyway thank you so much for joining guys great to have you on this journey travel Tuesday and go out and have some travels even in your own backyard and uh, take in some new sites even sites that you see a lot, there's always something new to find and explore no matter where you are. So have a great day and see you next week. Take care. Bye.